Hello and welcome to Podcast vs Player episode 110. I'm one of your hosts, Cal, and joining me as always is a man who is a bit upset after realising the worst thing about Rogue One is that he'll need to wait until 1977 for the sequel. It's only Dan. Hello. Hello. How the devil are you? I'm pretty good. You hesitated? Yeah. What's wrong, I, Dan? You I can was, talk to me. I was thinking as to whether I should share my follies of the world, but nah, it's not worth it. Yeah, do it. Nah, fuck it. No all one right. cares. I don't care. How are you? You alright? Yeah. No one I cares. No Moving one on. cares. <laughs> Would you like some news? Yeah, go for it. Let's do it. Um, the first trailer for Star Wars Battlefront 2 was scheduled to premiere during the Star Wars Celebration event this week in Orlando, but... As always, it has been uh, it has been leaked. Sorry, <laughs> a female soldier narrates the video, which shows there will be a story campaign, although we don't actually know what the story is going to be about, as well as multiplayer battles that the series is known for. And as rumored, Battlefront 2 won't be limited to one era of Star Wars alone. Instead, all eras will be represented, and some of the characters shown in the video include Darth Maul, Yoda, Rey, and Kylo Ren. And we may have a new mode of traversal as well, as it looks like they will be rideable. Tauntauns. Yeah, you gotta bring those tauntauns back. You gotta fucking get there, Dan. Um, we also learn that people who pre-order will get access to something called Star Wars: The Last Jedi Heroes. So I'm pretty sure this is just going to be content relating to the upcoming movie. Yeah, the same way that they did for Force Awakens for Battlefront. Yeah, the Battle of Jakku. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, apparently, the full trailer will be shown this Saturday. Yes, the fifteenth. Yes, so uh, I am quite looking forward to that. It's only 30 seconds long, the teaser, but it got me reasonably excited. That's it, Dan. Oh, right, sorry, was that the whole... Uh, yeah, because I... was the whole Star Wars bit. I, I want to talk about this, because I... I like Star Wars. Star Wars is great. Mm-hmm. I love Battlefront 1, I love Battlefront 2. Um, the but, old ones. Yeah, of course, yeah. Um, <laughs> but obviously you've got to bear in mind that these are from an era where... There wasn't such a thing as DLC, and <laughs> yes, you, you know that that just wasn't a factor. It was just you had content, and then they released a second one where they gave you more content, hmm. um, rather than here's a skeleton and you can buy muscle and blood vessels and skin <laughs> and hair and organs um, to make a full person. You know, it, it, that's kind of what Battlefront felt to me. I mean, what they had in terms of the, f- the foundations, the basics, was brilliant, right? Oh. So they had the graphics, amazing. Um, the sound. sound design, fucking spot on. Right? I genuinely think the sound was the best bit of Battlefront. That's not a, a stab at the game, but the sound was fucking perfect. But that's it, it just threw you straight into that immersion. Mm. There was just blasters going off, you could hear TIE Fighters and X-Wings flying around, and everything was making the right noises. And it didn't seem like it was just some guy with a bucket of gunge or something next to a microphone. <laughs> it, it, it's you know they've obviously got either the original sound effects or they've perfectly remastered or recreated them and they put yeah. them back in in their exact position. And it, you felt like you were involved in the battles. It's yeah. just that other than that, there wasn't much to it. There was like a wave mode, and then it was just online. And yeah, that's, but- that's not a full game for me. That was um, the personally. I mean, a lot of people didn't like the card system and stuff like that. It didn't bother it me that much. It no, was I think fine. It fine. Um, but it, it felt like it was just a constant beta. I don't think we ever had any issues. I've with never connecting. had an issue. No. Um, not like a not a, a, a either graphical or connection based issue. No. no. My only issues um, were with what wasn't there. Yeah. I mean, we we did the the wave mode together, mm. um, and it was fun. But other than that, it was doing the same things again and again and again, which a lot of games do. It's not just r- restricted to um, Battlefront. But when you're paying a reasonable amount of money for a game, you expect a full game. <laughs> well, you expect more than just the same maps. Like you 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 buy your game and you get three heroes. You get Han. You get Leia. And you get Luke, yeah. And then you get three villains. So you get Vader, the Emperor, and Boba Fett, yeah. And then it's just sort of general bad guys and general good guys with a pretty decent amount of weapons. And then everything else is all DLC. 
So you want to play yeah. as Lando, DLC, you've got to pay for it. You want to play Chewy. as Bosk or Chewie, yeah, exactly. These are DLC, you need to buy, you need to pay for it. And with that, you get extra guns and you get Jabba the Hutt contracts and all that kind of stuff. But you're basically paying for the game twice because you, especially if you're buying it when it comes out, you buy that season pass. And that will give you all that DLC when it comes out, including Rogue One, which I didn't know whether they were going to do. I thought the Death Star was the last run of DLC mm. they were going to do for this one. And then it would be um, Battlefront 2, which we already knew for, you know, it's been in the works for like a year or so. At least yeah, people yeah. have been aware of it for a year or so, should I say. It's um, obvious. Yeah, it's just that I, I thought, oh, you know, well, if they're going to do Battlefront, then Battlefront 2 will be the prequels. You know, it will mm. be... Um, uh, Phantom Menace, Clone Wars, and Revenge of the Sith, and the others won't be mentioned because they put Rogue One and Force Awakens, which kind of bookend onto that trilogy. Yeah, they they put it in at the end. Yeah, exactly. So, other than maybe the the Clone Wars or the Lego Clone Wars or Rebels or something like that, there's not really anything else that could go with the prequels. So, I'm f- so relieved that they've just said, "Yeah, we're going to do all of them." <laughs> Fuck it. Yeah, we're, we're going to go back. We're going to do from Phantom Menace all the way through to The Last Jedi. Now, although as cool as that sounds, my biggest concern <laughs> is the DLC. It's like, okay, how much of that is the foundation? How much are we yeah. going to get if I spend it on day one? You know, Do I have to wait a year before I can play as Darth Maul? Yeah. And secondly, one of the big issues that I had with, with Battlefront... And again, it's kind of not really an issue because I understand as to how complicated these things are. It's fine. You were a hero character, okay? Yeah. So you got you you were playing as Luke, you're playing as Vader, you're running around, you're chopping guys up, and it looks cool. Like I, I still think that the block mechanic, like the lightsaber block, and you can like redirect bullets at other people that not just the guy who fired it at you, you can aim that bullet other at somebody enemies. else. I loved it, and it was just it worked and you can't do it forever. You know, so you've got to do it for a certain amount of time. My sort of my big problem with it was, you know, you could run around, you could be a cool guy on the battlefield, and you can force wave a bunch of people, and you can force choke, you know, a person. That's pretty cool. But when you came up against your opposing number, so you've got Luke, you've got Vader. They're the only two lightsaber wielding characters, to my knowledge, that you uh, can play yeah. as. So they come up against each other, and then they just start smacking each other, and that just doesn't work for me because it's like, no, you've got a lightsaber. It can cut through doors and metal and ships and God knows what else, and yet you smack Luke Skywalker inside of the head with it, and it just bunks him. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, Bunk. no, no, no. Yeah, I, I want it to be either you come up against them and you get, like, in the way that the Rebels or the, the Stormtroopers do, you smack them with it, they're out. Yeah. That kills them straight away. You know, fair enough, we don't have to have people being sliced in half or whatever, but you hit them with it, you're getting hit by a lightsaber, you're dead. Mm. So, what you want is some. You, you know, you finally, you're Luke, you're running around, you're chopping up a bunch of dudes, and then you see Vader in the distance, and he spots you, and you go, holy shit. And there was like this kind of like, almost like quick time animation thing, where you could sort of like, like, clash, almost. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that was pretty much it. You know, there wasn't really much in terms of combat. I mean, even the fucking Knights of the Old Republic had an element of, you know, mm. you'd make a few connecting blows with the lightsaber before you managed to get a strike on them. Um... But, you know, I, I get the fact that, you know, this is a huge open world, but well, not open world, but, you know, it's a huge, massive map. Tons of shit going on on there, and you can't just have a battle that's separate from all of that at the same no. time. You know, the, 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 the feasibility of doing it is just going to be far too complicated, and you need, ultimately, a lightsaber duel game in order to be able to do something like that. Yeah, do it properly. However, something has come out recently that would make me go, well, actually, maybe it's not that complicated. And I'm sure you know what I'm on about. For Honor. For Honor, exactly. Now, obviously, we're not talking about the size and scope of a Battlefront map, or maybe even the amount of players. There's only four players on each team. However, each of those four players are all constantly fighting whilst being attacked by various other enemies or little AI minion guys that are running around Mm. at the same time. And that combat system works... And it works real good. It'd work even better with a lightsaber. Well, that's it. I mean, this is something that I said, oh, man alive, many, 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 many podcasts yeah. ago. 
when they revealed, you know, the, the kind of the gameplay of Forerunner and how it worked and this sort of defensive stance and attacking posture and, you know, that's how you defend and stuff. And everyone's immediate thought is, if you did that with lightsabers, you could have proper <laughs> lightsaber fights. So they managed to develop an interesting, quick, easy way of having cool-looking sword fights in the midst of a big action, you know, shit kicking off all over the place yeah. kind of game. And I just think that it would be such a waste if they either didn't just come out right and say, look, these guys have got, you know, sword play combat pretty much down for what we need to use it for. So we've just ripped yeah. the idea off. Or innovate something very, very similar. Because what I don't want to do is I don't want like an Arkham Knight press to deflect at a certain quick time yeah, event, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, with For Honor, there is, you know, you have to be in the right stance, and there are a bunch of moves that you can do. And then there's like, oh. you, you know, poke them and, you know, stun them and all that kind of stuff. There's combos and things that are built into that rather than just he light attack, heavy attack, and just swing, 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 force power, force power, swing, swing, swing. You beat them. Yeah. There's, there's a lot more nuance. It's a dance. It's, you know, it's a deadly game of chess. You know, that's how a lightsaber fight's supposed to be. Does it need to be as intricate as For Honor, though? Just have it as. As an actual sword fight, because obviously For Honor, put, it goes fucking balls deep into that combat mechanic, because that's the main thing about it. Yeah. Whereas Battlefront, you'll die as a hero or a villain, and then you'll go back to being a fucking just a soldier, and you can go around shooting people again. Yeah. So it, it, it it's not like they've got to go right. We're gonna have to scrap the game because we need to get this lightsaber battles down to a fucking T. Because just make it better. Yeah, I, I don't want a fifteen minute. Duel yeah, because we quick. can't quite land a blow on each other. Yeah. But it has to be, especially if you're making contact, it has to be a lot quicker than what it what it is at the moment. Yeah, not just um, running around aimlessly, fucking pressing fire and swinging around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, it, it's it's even if it's just a case of you know, I don't know because there's like you watch like a lightsaber fight in because the only kind of real lightsaber fights that we've got in live action unfortunately are the prequel films well yeah cause, I mean like there's um, I was talking about with you yesterday the honest trailer for Rogue One and spoiler if you haven't seen it it shows you a particular scene with Darth Vader yeah um, I watched battery. this the other day actually after you mentioned this. it's good isn't it <laughs> it's pretty good yeah um, but where they basically show Vader um, trying to um, reclaim the, the, the Death Star plans and he's literally slicing up people. He's force choking and fucking force pushing and bloody just doing everything. It's dead cool. And then it cuts to the <laughs> literally the, his next fight, which is in A New Hope. And he's just stood there with everyone. It's just like zoom, zoom. <laughs> it's like the most boringest thing ever. Yeah, yeah. But again, obviously budget constraints and what they could feasibly do with CGI and whatnot. Um, yeah, the, the, you, you can almost see that they said, okay, well, what we're going to do is we're going to have to superimpose a light onto this yeah. stick. So don't move it too much, otherwise it's going to be so to hard it. to track it. And <laughs> yeah. yeah, you'll see that. And in most instances, you can sort of see where it kind of comes away from what they're yeah. holding because it like twitches or something and it doesn't quite line up. So you can't have people doing backflips and stuff, um, you know, with that kind of thing. Uh, but, you know, it wasn't really like a physical power then, though, was it? No, it was you more... You know, people weren't getting sort of like, you know, blown through buildings and stuff. Yeah, but you didn't... I remember watching A New Hope for the first time, and at not one point did I go, this is a boring fight. <laughs> it's like, and I really realised it after obviously seeing the prequels, which, as you say, as much as I don't want to admit it, they had some pretty cool fight scenes. Yeah, um, and, you know, obviously in, like, sort of Return of the Jedi and um, Empire, like, when Luke and Vader are fighting, you know, it's mm. it's it's ramped up a hell of a lot more than that yeah, first one with Vader and Obi-Wan, but when you see what they were doing in, you know, in, especially in, in spe especially in games, because you don't have to worry about an actor falling on their neck and killing themselves, yeah, yeah. They, they are just, and like in the Clone Wars and the cartoons and Rebels and stuff, you know, they're just capable, like, they're almost superhuman, you know, yeah. they're, they're capable of incredible feats of agility and acrobatics and you know, they can work that into... Like, one of my favourite fight scenes is still the sort of Blur... I think it's Blur Studios, anyway, who did the... Um, My Silver Republic. No, the um, the online... Uh, like, Star Wars Online. Um, yeah, My Silver Republic. No, it's, it's not called that, though, is it? It's called The Old Republic. That's it, sorry. 
Yeah, that's exactly, yeah, that's what I meant. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. So the the sort of the CGI trailers they had for the Old Republic, the very first one I think is like when there's there's two no, Jedi that get exactly. jumped Forest. by. No, 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 no. It's 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 the very first one where they're on the sh- on the space station. And I don't um, think I remember. sorry, I said I don't think I remember this. I remember the one in the forest that was fucking ace. That one was. Yeah, but I mean because you see them like in. You see these same characters kind of like in increasingly different sort of levels of damage and stuff. Mm. So you, you can timeline them pretty much uh, on, on what's happening. Right. I'll, I'll send you the I'll send you the video so you can see what I mean yeah. afterwards. But like they have this beautiful fight where like eventually one guy gets left on his own to fight these two dudes, and he's fighting with his lightsaber and a double bladed lightsaber, and he's fighting two yeah. dudes at the same time. But the way that it works, you're just like, well, if you have this sort of like ethereal kind of power that you know it helps guide you and you just as long as you just sort of accept it it will help you in whatever you're doing yeah um that's how i kind of maybe it's just that that's what they forced on me and said this is what lightsaber fights are supposed to look like but But, that's kind of what i imagine when i want to see darth maul and yoda going up against each other is that you know it's incredible nimbleness and you know that it takes quite a while to sort of grind each other down. Rather, you just beat them on the head a few times and then run off and yeah. <laughs> jump in a ship or something, you know. Well, that's the thing. I mean, like, you see Vader, and obviously Vader's not just powerful with the Force, but he's immensely powerful because obviously his suit gives him... He's stronger, physically stronger, because of his suit and stuff like that, whereas Darth Maul is, is like a fucking acrobat, just yeah. like fucking somersaulting around and whatnot, and he's got, obviously he's got his fucking awesome... Um, double-ended lightsaber, but when you see, um, like you say, different versions of Vader. I mean, like in the comics, Vader um, jumps around and whatnot. Yeah. And when you watch Rebels and stuff, um, Ezra is very nimble. So he's Kane. I mean, Kane is fucking blind, and he can still fucking do everything. Yeah. But um, when you see Vader in Rebels, he's a lot faster. Than he is in the film, even more so like in Rogue One, and that's oh, probably definitely. But he's also seen. not doing backflips and stuff. Like he's no, still no. just sort of standing there, and you know, it's it's like when it's like when Neo in the Matrix, like in the first Matrix, when he finally figures out that he's the one after he's been killed, mm. and he gets back up, and Agent Smith's trying to hit him, and he's just he's just fighting him with just one hand. Yeah, like he's like it's like it's nothing to him. That's uh, that's the it, impression I get from Vader from Rebels. He's just blocking bullets, and he just doesn't even care. Yeah, it's just like a. You see, I mean, Hulk is is he fucking knocking down buildings and like just battering everything because he's physically imposing and he's strong and that's what he does. Whereas you see Vader and like you say that that particular scene in the Matrix where they just go, "Well, this is how powerful I actually am because I don't actually need to do anything yeah, <laughs> at yeah. all." Um, and that's why I like that scene from Rogue One because he's using his lightsaber and force powers at the same time. Yeah, um, and it's that's what that's what I want Vader to be doing. And that, if you could do that in bloody Battlefront Two, that'd be so cool. You'd literally deflecting lightsabers, uh, defecting bullets with your lightsaber with one hand, and then the other hand is just fucking choking someone. Well, that'd if you could do that ace. move where you you sort of storm a room and there's a bunch of people all set up there, they've got barricades, and you know they're all camping out to you know jump you. Because basically, if you, you you still can't defend every possible angle from yourself. No, no. You get shot in the back, you still get shot. Um, but he just sort of does like instead of a force push, he does a force pull and just pulls all the guns out of the hands. That'd be pretty cool. And then they go, oh god! So they've either got to have a secondary weapon or run after their gun. Yeah, and that'd be a good idea. Because then you know you go in, pull all the guns out of the hands, they're all disarmed, and then all your guys charge in and shoot them all hmm. before you can go in and lightsaber everybody. But you can only do it once. Uh, yeah, well, it's got like or a at least a recharge thing, cool down or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, that's the kind of thing I want to see, but it, it's it's because the the lightsaber fights they are they are so hard to do. Yeah. In no, a game, we're not fucking game. We can't make a game. No, God no. But you know, I, I but I understand. I can't just say, well, why can't you just have Piranha in Star Wars? It's like, well, that's not. It, it can't translate. It's just that I want them to take inspiration from that. I think is what I want them to do. They say, yeah. wow, they've got this sword fight in. But you can you can also fight off other people at the same time, and you know you can feel like the fucking badass, um, and they just translate that into their own game. But you, you know you don't know how long they've been doing this. You don't know as to whether they just see it and go, well that's cheating or it's cheaper. 
there's just no way to implement it. Yeah, I mean, it could be. We're sitting here saying this, and they might have gone even before For Honor, they might have thought about it and just gone, we can't do it. Yeah, it's just going to be too complicated. Yeah, or people will just find a way of cheating it or something like that. Yeah, but I, I, I always had this image of you know, like you're on the battlefront battlefield and you're running around and you see like say if you're the rebels and you see Vader and you're just like okay well I'm dead yeah. and then Luke like comes jumping over the top of you yeah and it's it's like one of those things where it's just like everyone will stop and just watch yeah because then they'll start fighting and then you'll sort of see him do backflips and you'll see him you know and then finally one would beat the other and everyone would be like wow that was awesome yeah okay carry on that's that's how I see it in my mind, and I just know that it's almost impossible to implement yeah, it into a game it's like not that. Happen. But I, I don't know why though. I just had this fucking dead cool cinematic in my head. It's like they're in like uh, like a trench bit, and uh, like say they see Vader and like shit, and then you see the shadow of Luke as he flips over, and like the camera pans up and follows him down. And he runs, and he does a flip to go over Vader, and Vader just like force pushes him up in the air, and then he just lands on the floor, and Vader stabs him. Or he like force pushes him up, and then a Tie Fighter runs into him. Yeah, just, yeah, no. fucking just sick. Wastes him, and then he like, oh okay, my literally my only saving grace. Yeah, and <laughs> everyone's literally like, whoa, shit. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Um, before we move on, do you think? Because they are incorporating the prequels, the original trilogy, and the new trilogy. Do you think they might incorporate any characters from Rebels as playable characters, like Kanan and Ezra? No. Don't say that. I, I just think that Rebels is too far removed. It's canon. I know, I know it is. And but it's still too far removed. People won't it's know It's connected Chopper directly is, to Rogue One. Yeah. Chopper, but, Chopper was in Rogue One. Yeah, I know he was, but again, no one saw him and went, oh, Chopper! Like, they saw R2-D2 and went, oh, I got R2-D2 and C-3PO. Chopper's way better than R2-D2. No, he's not. He's a he is. He totally is. No, have, you, have you seen the... Uh, it's an article about how R2-D2 could have prevented most of the bad things happening in the Star Wars films. No, go on. I can't actually remember. I'll just waste time bringing it up, but I'll, I'll find it and uh, get it over to you. Yeah. Because yeah. it's really fucking funny, because you, you literally finish reading it and go... What a little prick. <laughs> he could have prevented like everything. <laughs> well, yeah, it's like the um like I was watching Spaced again the other day and like Simon Pegg oh, talks Spaced. about that and he's just like you know the whole thing could have been avoided if the guy on the Star Destroyer when they'd launched the escape pod blew the blew the escape pod up with C3PO and R2D2 into it. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz they wouldn't have found Luke, Luke wouldn't have found the uh, message from Leia, he wouldn't have found Ben. Um they wouldn't have got the Death Star plans. They wouldn't have gone out and join the rebellion and blow the Death Star up. Like you could have avoided all of that if you'd have just yeah. shot that fucking escape pod. Yeah. Well, they did. They did it as the uh, how it should have ended. And uh, it's like the guy. It's the, like literally that exact scene. And it's like, the two uh, guys on the ship are like, um, we were told uh, we should shoot everything. It's like it's just an escape pod. Is there any signs of life? No, there's nothing on there. We are looking for two droids though. Nah, there's nothing on there. <laughs> don't, don't press that button. So, and he just presses it, blows it up, and it's like, da da! <laughs> the end. <laughs> Pretty good. Anyway, um, we'll, we will see the full trailer um, this Saturday, which is the 15th, did you say? Yes. Yes. So that's that done. Anyway, um, Bethesda's Prey reboot launches in a few weeks, um, but we, we will get to play the spooky first person shooter over a week before its release, thanks to a playable demo. Uh, the Prey demo opening hour is coming to PlayStation 4 and Xbox One on April 27th, which is eight days ahead of the full game's May 5th launch. Bethesda's press release did not contain any mention of this trial coming to the PC, though, Dan. Boo. Nah. And the trial will give you a glimpse of life in the shoes of Morgan Yu, lead scientist aboard the Talos One space station. Bethesda has previously revealed the players can choose whether they want to play as a male or female Morgan, and that events will pan out slightly differently depending on which option you pick. Your environment can also change depending on your relationship with Morgan's brother Alex, who happens to be the boss of Talos 1. Um, it, you will have the entire first hour of the game to try out. So, hopefully, they've just forgotten to include the PC on the press release. Or, it might be because of another game that I cannot remember the fucking name of, where a demo was released and somebody basically hacked 
the uh, the game <laughs> the base entire file. game from it. Yeah. Uh, no, they didn't get the entire game. They got all the uh, the, the whole story basically. Oh and shit. It online. So that might be a reason why <laughs> they're not going to do it. Oh, um, well, that sucks, but I, I see if that is the case, I see their reasoning. I will let you know how it is, Dan, because I shall be playing it. Do we know as to how much this has got to do with the first Prey? Not a fucking sausage. I believe it's a reboot, so it might not have anything to do. What? With but the, the cancelled Prey was like a direct sequel. I know. But that what? one looks awesome, though. It's like a space bounty hunter. I know. God damn it. But this one's got like powers in it, and you can do like a Prey version of Prop Hunt and be, be a mug and run around and stuff. Yeah, I don't really care. <laughs> I do. Anything to do with Gary's mod is brilliant. Well, <laughs> um, no, I'm, I'm really looking forward to Prey. Um, this was one of the biggest surprises um, th that was revealed. At, I want to say Gamescom, but I can't actually remember what the event was. Because it wasn't E3. RTX? It might have been E3. Oh, I can't remember. <laughs> Some fucking game conference that we wasn't at and we just watched it online, like common folk. <laughs> uh, but it looks really fucking cool. And yeah. uh, Bethesda have got quite a good track record. Uh, yeah. So I'm, I'm very optimistic that this is not going to be the disappointment that some of the games have been so far this year. Hmm. Hopefully. <laughs> well, Maybe. yeah. As always, time will tell. We shall fucking see. Um, speaking of games that are disappointing some people, Dan, have you finished Andromeda yet? Nope, I'm 60 hours in. I still haven't finished. Oh, my God. Um, as you may remember, if you listened to last week's podcast, with special guest Pixel Bandits, uh, well, John from Pixel Bandits, so, um, both Dan and John, didn't care much for these wild accusations of Mass Effect Andromeda being a bit shit. Um, I think John cared more than I did. Yeah. The way I see it, as we've always said, just because somebody else doesn't like it doesn't mean that it's shit. Yeah. Um, I have got the... I haven't I haven't played it, so I haven't got any particular opinion. But from what I have got for what he said, what you said, and um, what other people I've spoken to have said and what um, various gaming outlets have said... It's not particularly shit. It's just not the best Mass Effect game. Is that true? Um, is that a fair assumption to have? Well, the fact is, it's in my again. This is my opinion. If you disagree, whatever. You're wrong. It's up to you. <laughs> I don't care, honestly. And there's no point in getting into an argument with someone about it because I'm about as likely to change my mind as they would be theirs. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's set in the same universe as Mass Effect 1, 2 and 3 but it's got nothing to do with Mass Effect 1, 2 and 3 in what you're actually there for Right. you're there for and this is I'll say mild spoilers I won't, I won't give it away but we know that they're in the same fucking universe so it's not really going to make too much difference Yeah. but one of the things that I wanted them to do is I wanted them to at least acknowledge the Shepard story so, um, I, and I was kind of hoping, and I still don't, again, I haven't finished it, so I don't know, but I wanted it to sort of like scan my hard drive and like my right. shepherd would be in it and like a picture of I don't know. I don't know how that would work. That would be I just, amazing. I, it's just that one thing like that would have just made me cry. Well, they did, they did do it with the relationships, um, depending on who you uh, chose to pursue a romantic relationship with. On Mass Effect 3, I believe, there's a particular scene, I think it's towards the end of the game, where the photo of your romancer is uh, it's in a frame by the bed. But if you chose to romance... Uh, well, what was She was basically the secretary. Oh, like, um, uh, Kelly. Kelly. If you chose to romance Kelly, it'd be face down. Really? Yeah. Because she was dead? Possibly, I don't know. It was just, that's how... What they did, I don't know why, <laughs> um, but they'd, they'd have a photo like say it was Miranda. You'd have a picture of Miranda. Oh, that's clever. But that, but again, that that would be because you'd be playing it on the same console. Yeah, that's because you've imported exactly. The, and you uh, take the, the game across. over. Yeah. yeah. But I was hoping it would just kind of not reference it, but it would just be there. And I'd be like, oh my god, that's my shepherd. <laughs> that's my shepherd. <laughs> but the the whole premise was, and that's exactly like I say. I've, you know, I'm 60 hours in, and it's only within the last sort of four or five hours. Um, of you know doing a certain side mission 
um, that I've unlocked more sort of about the history of why you're there in the first place, you know, yeah. and everyone was, it was basically just this sort of like enormous, it's kind of like, think of like the International Space Station, you know, it's all these nations across the world coming together for one common goal. And in Andromeda, that common goal is to settle humans, Salarians, Krogans, Asari, blah, 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 settle them in another galaxy, you know. So, yeah, so I had to live. Yeah, exactly. We just yeah. say, look, we've, we've got our galaxy. We, we, we've, there's plenty of stuff left to do, you know, but we want to sort of take it out of that and we want to go somewhere new. And all these people, they wanted, you know, they wanted a new life. They wanted a better life and they wanted to be the pioneers, you know, the first ones in and completely brand new galaxy like we have no idea what we're going to get into and you know and that's that's pretty much it and you you know you're going through and that's how everybody is so all the sort of the mass effect one two and three stuff isn't really mentioned you know you'll get the odd sort of like someone talking about uh, the, the first human specter or something like that or someone will mention saren who is the uh, i think it was saren wasn't it the, he was like the the turian he was like the bad specter who sort of got the reapers kicked up in the first place or something like that anyway yeah but you know they're kind of so it's like small little references and like liara she's got like there's little audio logs from liara uh, to sony like in the sort of ship and stuff and those cool little callbacks but then i've started unlocking more and more about sort of like you know from the the higher ups if you want you know the people who actually put the mission together as to what was happening and there's a oh, Again, this isn't a spoiler for any of the story. It's just. <laughs> Do you want me to tell you? Yeah. Okay. Um, spoilers. Yeah, potential spoilers. I mean, again, this isn't a plot twist or anything like that. It's just a little cool feature that I, pers- I I'm absolutely obsessed with. But you, as you go through the the um, the game, there are these sort of like memory triggers that you. They're like collectibles, basically. But you find them, and it gives you access to your. Um, your dad's memory who's like one of the guys who was sort of like he was the pathfinder before you took over right so you find these sort of memory things and it's it's him like you get to see the world through his eyes or certain memories through his eyes from back in the day before they left okay um and one of the ones that you watch is a video and there's turian who's talking in it saying um uh he goes um like shepherd was right and you're like, oh my god! And then they start talking about the Reapers, and he's just like, look, my son, Garrus. And I was like, oh my god, oh my god! That's pretty fucking cool. So it's like Garrus's dad who's saying, look, my son vouches for him. He says he's completely level-headed. He knows exactly what he's talking about. And um, the the this Reaper threat, you know, that everyone's just blown off as a myth or whatever. You know, everyone's because that's what happens in Mass Effect. They're all going, well, no, where's your evidence? This is all bullshit. And then gets to Mass Effect 3 and they go, oh my god, Shepard, save us, we don't know what we're doing. <laughs> and it, it, it's, so it's a precursor, it's basically like the end of Mass Effect 1, and yeah. before the start of Mass Effect 2, which I knew that that was kind of roughly the timeline, I just didn't know as to whether they knew about the Reapers, but yeah. it's because of people like the Elusive Man and stuff like that, you know, people who have been gathering information or whatever, um, they know, or they've got at least damn good reason to believe that Shepard is right, yeah. and they need to start preparing. And one of the precautions they took was, we'll send like a few hundred thousand people to another galaxy because we know we're going to get fucked. We know that the entire galaxy is going to be destroyed by these things. And Shepard's right. And we're just going to assume that he can't beat them. So we're going to put all of this together, cover it all up and just pretend it's like some big government, like, you know, these sort of cross-species, cross-species initiative to resettle anywhere because in, in a new galaxy because it's you know it's a big step you know it's, it's the next step in adventure where really we think we're all going to go extinct within the next sort of decade or so so we want to make sure that we're not all dead oh, so as you you're kind of figuring this out as you're going along and you're just going fuck me like <laughs> this is way bigger than i thought it was and the fact that they name drop shepherd as well but he's still he's not like savior of the whole world sort of like sorry, the whole galaxy Shepherd. You know, he's not like Mass Effect Two, Mass Effect Three Shepherd, where you know people will see him in the street and go, "Oh my God, you're Commander Shepherd!" Like yeah. he's still just sort of like he was the first Spectre, first human Spectre, so he still looked like a celebrity, I guess. But he didn't exactly have the sort of like the the the, the time and experience under his belt for people to go. Like by, by the time he gets to Mass Effect Three, and he says, "The Reapers are coming," they go, "Oh my God, what do we do then?" Like he he sort of earned his place to say. 
if I say it's it's bad news, it's bad news, and you need to listen to me in that kind of Captain America sort of way. Yeah, you know, he's still sort of. He says, like, why, why should we take orders from you? And then he proves exactly why you should take orders from him. This is the exact reason. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's it's that little time. I mean, this is, like, you know, I'm 60 hours in. I should be bored by this point, you know. But there's still, like, loads of story stuff to do and there's loads of exploration and stuff to do and, you know, people to meet and side missions and all that kind of stuff. But me, you know, because potentially you could just travel to every planet and find these before you do anything else and know all this information before you even really get anywhere. But because I've kind of left it... Un- unintentionally, I didn't know it was going to go down this route. I've sort of left it so long in. It's got me reinvigorated again. Mm. Because now I'm just like, well, they mentioned Liara. Um, they mentioned the Shadow Broker. Um, they mentioned Garrus. And they mentioned Shepard. And I think it's kind of leading towards the Elusive Man. But they've mentioned Cerberus because, like, you meet these two random people on a fucking planet. And they're just like, well, we were part of this, you know, this human centric, you know, focused group. But we had to sort of create differences, basically. You know, they, they were talking mm. about bringing people back from the dead, and we were just like, nah, yeah. we've, we've got better stuff to be doing with our time. Obviously talking about Mass Effect 2, when they bring Shepard back to life. Um, and it's, 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 it's little things like that where you just think, yeah, they do kind of want to keep these universes connected. And, like, you know, this, this, um, this is the thing that's just like, well, we've been trying to... Basically, like, when they get there, they know it's, like, 600 years later. Yeah, um, yeah. We need to find out, did anything actually happen? Like, is the galaxy still there? But there's only, like, a dozen people or something that know that that's the actual reason why they left. Yeah, this, this is what fucking happened. Yeah, it's just like, look, you're not going there just to start, you know, the next step. You're potentially our last step. Or, you know, <laughs> the first step, because we're all <laughs> going to get fucking annihilated in a minute if this doesn't work. So it's um, it, it's these little touches that are keeping me interested in it. And when I've got all of that kind of like, you know, connection and the story and the universe and the lore that's all kind of built up and built into it, and I genuinely am interested in the people that are companions and, you know, that you're working with and the planets you're going to, when there's a problem with an animation or it glitches me through the roof, I couldn't give a flying fuck. Yeah, it's getting patches, job done, fixed. Like that, I, I'm not going to be sort of like super into Mass Effect and then I get glitched through a roof and go, well, it's broken, I hate it downvote 2 out of 10 Yeah, it, it, it's the entire experience that you go through and if you can't play a game because it's physically broken and doesn't work properly that's different. then yeah absolutely you can criticise it as much as you want to because it's justified mm. but if, you, if you're not into it, if you don't like it as much as the Shepherd saga then that's just your opinion of this story it doesn't necessarily mean that the, ba- the, the game itself is a bad game um, and I don't think it's I think you know there's the, the, the sort of the planet's areas to explore, you know, there's a lot of driving around and it can get a little tedious sort of driving, yeah. but there's there's loads of like fast travel stations and stuff. So you can just pop around the map as much as you want to and it's almost instant, you know, with the sort of the load times and stuff. On the PC, I don't know if it's any different for the consoles, but um, you, you, although you have to be in the car in certain times or to find these places in the first place, once you've done that, so basically, you could just explore the place in the car once. You could just walk if you want, but it'll take hours. And then you can just fast travel between everything else, and that will take you to roughly wherever the, the sort of always missions around them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That's so you haven't got you haven't got to really go too far out of your way to get to each side objective or collectible or whatever it is. So the, there's things like that. Still can't fly the ship. Really pissing me off. <laughs> um, but like the stuff with like I, I you know I'm experimenting with new weapons and like you the research trees and like you can research all like there's like melee weapons and like yeah. I've got like an Asari sword now which like teleports me in front of someone and then it goes Hoo-yah! and like slashes them. <laughs> What's it and do? It, <laughs> but you know like that sort of like that classic samurai move like where they run at each other and then yeah yeah like one's got their sword above their head and one's got it sort of like over their shoulders and then and then they run past and goes like what and like slices them through the middle. It basically does that, but it like teleports oh. you from behind cover and teleports you in front of them and it just slashes them. It yeah, takes off yeah. tons of damage. But there's like there's all these different powers and then there's like the, the I, I I could literally talk about this for fucking hours. Well, I'd rather you didn't, Dan. It was a simple question. What was the question? Would you say it's the worst Mass Effect game? No, not at all. There you go. <laughs> anyway, um, we've rambled on about enough nonsense. 
We talked um, about two games. Yeah, I know, and it's gone on for 40 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so, we're going to wrap it up there. Cool. Um, what is coming up on the channel, mister? Um, well, I shall let you know. Um, <laughs> last week, saw part one of um, our We Were Here game. That was it, yep. That's what um, I was thinking of. Part two is on the way. Uh, it's a very interesting game. It's uh, If you haven't watched the video, which you should... It is basically a game where two players who can only communicate with each other via a walkie-talkie, although we did it via other means because it was far more easier for recording. Yeah. Um, and basically, the situation we have, I am an explorer who is trapped in a series of rooms and Dan is a librarian who has to guide me through these rooms um, and through puzzles and stuff. And it's really fucking cool. Yeah, I like it. Um, part one's already up. Uh, you can check that out on the channel and the website. And uh, part two is on the way. Um, coming up is a review of a up-and-coming puzzle slash platformer game uh, called Tiles. Um, and along with the review, there is an interview um, with the developer Austin Soka um, from Roman IXVI Gaming um, to tell us all about his fabulous game, which is genuinely very good. Um, and that will be up on the website. Probably tomorrow. So today, when you're listening to this podcast. Hmm. Um, other stuff. Um, me and Zoe will also be doing some more random free indie game bullshit. Um, what else are we doing, Dan? Um, we are currently working on a new <laughs> game trailer um, that will hopefully get made into a, a game, but it probably won't. But it's quite interesting, and that'll be up soon. We're not going to say anything more on it. Archer Protocol. No, that's already been done, Dan. Oh. And it failed miserably. <laughs> it's only got a three on Metacritic. What? <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, there'll be some other stuff as well, some more GoldenEye sauce. Um, what else have we got planned? Um, I think we need to have some more game showy stuff. We need to tell Zoe to pull her finger out, and yeah. um, we need some more WhatsApp slang. Uh, I kind of want to do another personal peanut because it's been a while since we've done one of them. It's been a very long time since yeah. we've done a personal peanut, so I shall get one of those prepared. And we haven't done a Can You Believe It for an incredibly long time. So True. we shall do another one of those. Um, break in the new year. <laughs> <laughs> Four months later. Um, if you would like to see any of our stuff, including the aforementioned videos that may or may not have been done, um, That's per you, usual. Can go, you can go to the website, which is www.podcastvisplay.com or .co.uk. You can go to our Twitter, which is at PodcastVPlayer, our YouTube, which is youtube.com forward slash PodcastVersusPlayer, or our Instagram, which is PodcastVersusPlayer. If you would like to speak to us on a more intimate and maybe personal level, you can send us an email at playervpodcast at gmail.com. Dan, what is on your screen? Which screen? The left screen. Whilst Dan is fanning around, if you don't remember or if you don't care um, this is the last part of the podcast where I have to guess what kind of picture is on one of Dan's monitors ok and well this is a fairly straightforward one, you'll get this what's the clue? it's a photograph a photograph um, uh, can I have another clue? no have I sent you this photograph? yes is it a recent photograph? Not for a couple of years. So it's a few. So it's going to be probably Logan. Yes, well done. Uh, okay, extra bonus points because there's points now. <laughs> Who knows? If you can guess what the crisps he is eating are, they are Uncle Dan's frazzles. Do you want to be a little bit more specific than that? Bacon. No. Co-op. Yeah, well done. He's it eating is a the big uh, bag of frazzles from the co-op. Yeah, it's they like co-op own bacon crisps, and they're real good. They're and the really better the frazzles. Well, it, only because you get so many of them. Yeah, you get like fucking four bags worth in <laughs> one packet for like yeah, thirty p. They're real good. <laughs> they are nice. Um, I also found out, and I think we spoke about this before, um, and I actually believe we had this discussion. Um, when we was actually planning our very first podcast, but I had taken a bag of these uh, co-op frazzles. Uh, this podcast, by the way, brought to you by the co-op, where you can <laughs> buy all of your groceries. But um, the only ones that are probably worth the cost are the uh, 
the, the, the crisps. Yeah, the like, crisps. Because they do the like... they're like, nice. Nah, fuck the cakes. Um, yeah, like they're cakes. like a quid for like a massive bag. And mm. they do like... The onion ring ones are nice. And then they've got like... Um, they've got like cheese, like the what's it ones, I think. they got them... I don't like them because I like salt and vinegar, but them like salt and vinegar sticks. Oh, yeah, like the chip sticks. Yeah, that's the one, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the bacon ones the birds. Anyway, I had a packet of these co-op frazzles. And uh, I think I, did, I must not have eaten them for some reason. Um, and they were in a bag with some other stuff, and I put them in the fridge. And then uh, I got this bag out of the fridge the next day. I was like, oh, fucking hell, these crisps were in there. And I ate them. And they were even nicer cold. <laughs> See, really people weird. have a go at me because I put like my entire the entirety of my lunch in the fridge when I get to work. Mm. And that, that that is also a bag of crisps as well. But people don't get like that I store all my like fruit and veg and stuff in the fridge. Fruit, fruit should go in the fridge. Well, it's for one, the colder it is, the longer it'll last. Yeah. Why do you think they fucking cool down bodies when they've been transported to the morgue or whatever for dissection? <laughs> right? I hope that's not what's in your fridge. <laughs> well, that's the freezer. That's a different story. <laughs> but, you know, that's why a freezer works. You reduce it to below freezing temperatures and you can keep meat in there for fucking six months. I don't think it works with bread. I don't think I'd keep bread in the fridge. My mum does. And she'll I, I sort keep... of take out what she needs. The only thing that go in my fucking cupboards are things in tins or things in packets. Everything else goes in the fridge. What, even like peanut butter and stuff? Well, I don't eat peanut butter, so that's a bad example. But I, I'd, it, it would if... I yeah, don't I, put, have jam. I, put, I put jam in the fridge. No, I don't put jam in the fridge. I don't, I don't have jam, to be honest. That's all right. I like it now and again. Um, like Marmite and stuff, that goes in the fridge. I don't think anyone puts Marmite in the fridge. It doesn't matter where you put it. <laughs> well, it's still like fucking tar. <laughs> yeah, so you it's can... not going to fucking... I don't think... Does it go off? It must go off. No, not not until the end of the world. I think that's when you know when civilization is over, when your Marmite goes off. I used to love driving past the Marmite factory. Oh, God, the so smell nice. that that thing would be kicking out. It's so nice. Like, my mum used to tell me, like, because she, she grew up in Birmingham, hmm. and in Birmingham there's a, there's like a brewery. I can't remember what brewery it is. It's, it, it must was, be like... Ah, uh, oh, I know exactly the one you're on about. It'll come to me. Probably after we've done a fucking. It's podcast. like pedigree or something like that. You nah, know, it's... Yeah. Wait, it, they did. Um, it... They did their own shandy as well. Oh fuck! It, it had a blue. It was a brown bottle with a blue label. I know. I think I know. That's that really know. annoying. That is. Yeah. But anyway, there's, that, there's, yeah. there's this brewery and there's a HP factory, <laughs> sort of within fairly close proximity of what, each the other. Or the uh, no, the the, the brown sauce <laughs> people. Um. And, you know, like during the week, you know, sort of like the, the HP factory would be boiling stuff or whatever, you know, the, the sort of the smells that that's kicking out and you're like, mm, lovely HP sauce. And then the other one's like, oh, this lovely beer or whatever. But then at one day a week, they'd both do it at the same time. And it was this like stench of like horrific death that would just sort of like descend upon the townsfolk. And it's like literally the fucking smell of somebody like waking up from a night out and they've shit themselves yeah it's just like look think of think of like the all the pints you would have drunk with all the the dirty burgers covered in brown (laughs) sauce and being sick on your pillow and waking up to that smell that's kind of what you'd smell jesus christ yeah and i i love the idea of just like one day a week like no like everyone's has to be like restricted to the house it's like you don't want to go out there like Like nobody puts washing on the line yeah all the glade plug-in sales go through the roof (laughs) speaking of sales before we go i had um i shouldn't say yeah i'm gonna say the name fucking say style the window people came knocking at my door and i was like i ain't interested mate i've got windows and i've got a door yeah what do you think you knocked on <laughs> he says no he says no obligation he says but we can we can let you know how much your energy you're, you're you're wasting from windows and stuff like whatever do it and uh he says okay can i take a contact number he says i can see you're busy um tells him i'll steal him we work clothes so i was like yeah i'm gonna work in a minute <laughs> i wasn't yeah. but um yeah he says uh, if, but if we're gonna have contact number it's just so my boss knows that i haven't just wrote a load of bullshit down I was like, whatever I give him the house number but I gave him the wrong number <laughs> as you do and then literally I finally got the dog settled down and then come knocking at the door again like about 20 minutes later it's like hello <laughs> he was like sorry my um, boss tried to ring you and it didn't work I was like 
It's because I gave you the wrong fucking number and just closed the door. <laughs> well, why did he try and call you straight yeah, away? Yeah, I was like, cheeky fuck. Like, I, I obviously wasn't interested. I tried to be polite. You kept being persistent, so I gave you a fake number. Fuck off. You got fake numbered? Yeah. yeah. Deal Take with it, it and move on. To be fair, well, though. I did that to um, there was like some charity people that knocked on the door. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> what? I said, that's nice of you. Fake numbers from charity people. Well, no, they they came around. They were, you know, they wanted something for something or other. I don't remember. I don't mm. care. But um, I can't remember what I was doing. But either way, I think one of them was quite fit. So <laughs> I name? sort of oh, <laughs> Zachary, I think. But um, I, I I indulged them for a while anyway. Yeah. Just sort of, you know, they were clearly like college students or you know uni students who were trying to either get some extra cash or. You know, they're trying to feel good about themselves or whatever. You know, they feel that the, the world's shit, so this is probably solving all the world's problems, where it's just like, no, you're just pestering people, but whatever. Um, and, you know, they explained what it was, and it's like Amnesty International or whatever, and it's like, oh, you know, we want to stop people from being hung in cages or whatever. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's terrifying. Oh. And then <laughs> then they were like, okay, so, you know, well, you can give all this fucking money, you know, all we need is your bank details. Bank details, for fuck's sake. Um, so I was like, all right, yeah, let me just get my card. So I got my card and gave them the wrong account number or, like, changed the number <laughs> yeah. or something like that. And they went, all right, you know, well, thanks very much for your time. And they'd gone. And I was just, like, my, my housemate at the time, he would have been like, um, like, I can't believe you just did that. Like, you, of all people. And I was like, it's fine, I gave him the wrong number. And he was like, oh, you dickhead. And then about a minute later, they knocked on the door and said, that account number's wrong. I was like, you didn't even get to the end of the road and you already checked to see if you could take money off me. What the fuck? Fucking hell. Yeah. So I was like, "All oh, right," gave him gave him the right one, and then cancelled the direct debit the next day. <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't fucking, I wouldn't have even hewed them that much. Yeah, Giving them phone numbers was one thing, but they bank details. Jesus. Yeah, it's like you you already checked to see if it was right. Fuck's sake! I had um, ah, oh, I cannot for the life of me remember the the charity now. But they came to my house, and um, because of my mum, my granddad used to um, donate to them. Um, and I said, I said, totally honest. I says, yeah. I said, I, I can give you some money, but can you come back? Um, and I think it was like a Friday or something. I said, can you come back Friday because I get, I get paid Friday, um, and we'll, we can sort it out then. They said, no, it's no no problem if you don't want to. I said, no, I do want to. Just come back Friday. I says, I'll give you some money. And he's like, no, it's fine. Thank you anyway. I was like, no, come. I'll give. Let me give you some money. <laughs> <laughs> and then they went, and they never came back. I was like, I'll have to try that. Is? Reverse psychology. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, I, d- I definitely want to give you money. So <laughs> yeah. you don't want to... like No, no, let me go and get my wallet. No, no, it's all right. We'll yeah. we'll just move on. No, 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 here's a check. Oh, I, I really don't know what to... No, sorry, we're just going to leave. This sorry. doesn't usually happen. <laughs> yeah. I'm not used to this. Anyway, speaking of not used to things, let's go. <laughs> nice, nice segue there. Yeah, we very smoothly got out of this. <laughs> Bye.